would like to acknowledge that this podcast episode was recorded on the traditional unceded territory of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish First Nations. Welcome to the Initiative Podcast, where we explore diversity and culture in beautiful British Columbia. I'm your host, Ella Diaz, and welcome to episode number three. Today, we have our special guest, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. I also wanted to just say, happy early birthday, Sarah, because as we're recording this, Sarah's birthday is actually going to be tomorrow, and I think that closes off that fifth year that we've known each other, which is insane. Thank you. (laughs) So I'll give Sarah the floor for a little bit. So Sarah, if you could just indulge us a little bit in your background ethnically and nationality-wise and just all the places that you've been, because you've lived in quite a few places, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'm Sarah, and as Ella said, I've known her for five, going on six years now. Um, I am half Chinese and half Japanese with dual citizenship, um, Canadian and American. I was born in London, England, and as Ella said, I've lived in many places. So I've lived in a total of four cities in three countries. So, born in London, England, and then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and then Cincinnati, Ohio, and then now I'm here in Vancouver. Wow, that is a lot of places. That's, like, all across a map, which is crazy. So, Sarah, I was curious to know, like, I'm guessing, like, since this is, like, the first time you've ever lived in Canada, and so I was wondering what your first impression was when you moved here, and specifically when you first moved to Vancouver. So, when I first moved to Vancouver, I honestly thought it was really cold, <laughs> which really? is kind of funny to think about, because, I don't know, I was always used to summer being really hot, mm. but I don't know, culturally, I didn't have that much of an impression, because when I first got here, I was here for, like, three days, and then I went to Las Vegas for vacation, so... <laughs> Didn't get much of an impression. I went to Canadian Tire, I think, to buy furniture. Oh, yeah. And then that's about it. So it didn't get a huge impression until I started school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, you were saying that it's pretty cold, but is that um, does that pertain strictly to summer weather or is that also to winter weather here? Winter weather, I thought, was warmer honestly because it's Hmm. like the weather here pretty moderate right so like i'm used to in cincinnati ohio there's really cold winters and really hot summers so moving here i was like it's super cold in the summer and then like it's not even that cold in the winter yeah yeah we get pretty mild weather like around january and december oh i remember i would like it rains so much but like everyone's oh yeah i was also wondering, what do you think the biggest culture shock was that you experienced when you first got here? Um, I think it's, like, mainly about school. So when we, when I got here, I didn't know many people, didn't have many friends, so, like, the biggest culture shock to me was when I started school. Mm-hmm. In Cincinnati, Ohio, I went to a Catholic private school that's mainly white. I was, like, one of three Asians, I think, in my grade. Yeah. And then coming to Vancouver, we have a big, like, Asian population. 
So it was definitely interesting. I remember walking into school on the first day and being like, wow, there's so many kids with black hair. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of, like, blonde and brunette. Yeah. It was kind of interesting how you all of a sudden saw all these people who sort of looked like you with black hair versus lighter brown hair, blonde hair. And so I was also wondering what does it feel like or what did it feel like for you going from the minority to the majority where you lived? Yeah, I talked to my mom about this earlier and I found it interesting because like at the time when I was living in Cincinnati and being like one of three Asians in my grade, like the age I was at, you don't really notice. Mm Mm-hmm. The difference, like, I guess you kind of, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I have black hair, and they all have blonde hair, but, like, it's not something that you, like, talk about until, like, you're older, and you realize, like, the difference in race and difference in culture, mm-hmm. so, like, I don't remember ever thinking I was, like, a minority living there. I mean, now, going back and visiting, I can definitely see how, like, the difference in demographic compared to Vancouver, Yeah, but living here... Visually, yeah, I'm the majority, but I don't know if I would say I feel like I'm in the majority, especially like the school we go to. Many of um, the many of the population is Asian, but they're like international students or mm, yeah. maybe first generation immigrants. So they speak their mother tongue and they like they definitely different culture from like what I grew up being third generation American Canadian. I have the issue of having two different Asian cultures Mm -hmm. so never grew up speaking one of them at my house yeah that's true I would I could argue say like that I feel more of a minority living in Vancouver than I did in Cincinnati but then again that's like with age too Mm -hmm. yeah do you think if you had grown up what if you had done like the opposite in which you grew up here and then all of a sudden you went over to Cincinnati as you got older do you think that would have changed um, your perspective in any way? Yeah, definitely. I think if we had lived in Vancouver first, there's, I mean, there's such good Asian food around here. Yeah. Definitely that in Ohio. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for sure. I think I probably would have been like, oh, there's not as many people that look like me. And then also, like, especially with COVID and, like, the um, uprising anti-Asian racism, definitely probably would have noticed it in Ohio. Oh, yeah, for sure. And do you think that being able to live in Vancouver has changed a perspective on your heritage, like how you are invested in your culture, like from your parents, both sides of your parents' families? Yeah, I think I definitely acknowledge it more, like than living in a mainly white neighborhood and going to school and like Mm -hmm. where everyone was white. I definitely didn't acknowledge it as much and I... I appreciate my mom because she would, like, bring different things. Like, we had a – she brought in a dragon for, like, you know, the dragon dances? Oh, yeah. She brought one into my school, and, like, everyone in my grade, like, we paraded around the school in it, which I found really interesting because she just brought the culture into the school, even Mm -hmm. though we only had, like, a couple Chinese people in school. I thought it was really fun. But, yeah. I definitely notice, like, here, it's just, like, everywhere I can notice it instead of just, like, little things that, like, I had to do to acknowledge it in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so sweet that she did that for you guys. 
like yeah, just sharing also, the culture like that yeah she also had a um like you know new year chinese new year's a big thing and she would brought like i don't know if you ever had it but there's these rice bowls balls that you cook and then you put them in like a sugar syrup or like a ginger syrup and sometimes they're in like they have fillings in them but she did that once like at lunch on chinese new year and like everyone had them mm. and to make it more fun she dyed them pink <laughs> oh that's so cute oh my gosh yeah. that sounds really good i should try that soon when chinese new year rolls around again yeah you can come to my house and yeah make it. <laughs> for sure and um also regarding American and Canadian living, I was wondering if you notice if there's any specific difference between the two. Sorry, my dad is walking in the room. Dad, I'm going to interview Ella. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's okay. I'll edit it out. But um, asking the question again. So do you notice a significant difference in American and Canadian living? Um, definitely the stereotypical Canadians are much more polite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, really. There's, like, a little difference in, like, Canadians don't have many chain stores, <laughs> like, Target, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not too big of a difference. Mm-hmm. But also, I would say, as when I lived in Cincinnati, I was really little. And same with Atlanta. So it's not something, like, my life wouldn't be anywhere, like, similar to it is now. Yeah, so that's true. So I don't know how big the American-Canadian thing affects it. Yeah. Definitely notice that, well, where we live in, like, Vancouver, sports aren't as big of a deal. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. That's one thing I definitely noticed. Yeah, I think. Like, school sports mm-hmm. are, like, everyone talks about them in the States, but here I feel like it's more if you do, like, club or competitive mm-hmm. sports yeah. product, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's also, like, because, you know, the high school movies where they're just, everyone goes to, like, a football game, and then the proms are really huge there, and then yeah. I guess here, that's, like, sort of the same difference. Yeah, definitely. We don't have homecoming. <laughs> we don't even have a football team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's only a varsity thing here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, one final question for you is, um, is there a specific food that you miss from Cincinnati? And also, is there a food that you're glad you discovered when you moved to Vancouver? I think you know the answer to this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely miss Skyline Chili, which... For people who don't know, I'm pretty sure not many people will know what it is. But it's not even a chili, I would say. It's more like of a sauce. And then you can use it to make, um, there are three-way, four-ways, and five-ways. It's just like spaghetti and then Skyline chili with cheese. And then if you make it a four-way, you add onions. And if you make it a five-way, it's onions and beans. Or you can have it on a hot dog and make a cheese cone. Oh my but, gosh. That's you know, kind of crazy. That sounds loaded. But yeah, it's pretty Love good. It. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a really good sauce and it's like cinnamony, right? Yeah, oh, that's the thing. Like in Cincinnati, there's the rival between Skyline Chili and Gold Star Chili. And I'm pretty sure Gold Star makes it with chocolate and 
Skyline makes it with cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds gross, like, talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And anyone who's listening to this is going to be like, what the heck, chocolate and cinnamon and chili. But, like, you can't hate it until you try it. It's, like, so good. Yeah. It's pretty good, if I do say so myself. And um, a food that you're glad that you discovered when you moved here, I'm curious to know. Do you have any <laughs> specific um, dishes or restaurants in mind? I don't know. I guess, like, good sushi. Mm, yeah. Like, you don't get that in Ohio. Seafood's not the same. And then also, like, bubble tea. I mean, I had bubble tea in Ohio, but it was different. Sarah's a and bubble also, tea like, addict. Of, like, the tea I liked was, like, weird, like, not actual tea. It was, like, I think they called it, like, strawberry licorice. Or, like, not licorice, but, you know, Twizzlers? Yeah. I'm sure they called it, like, strawberry Twizzler tea, and then I just oh, added what? the pearls into it. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Definitely, God, my taste has changed. Yeah, for sure. Like, how often do you get boba now? Oh, so often. Yeah. Like, you can ask our friends. Ella knows. Our friends are obsessed with it, and we go, like, all the time, because there's one, like, a shop really close to our school. Ella still doesn't like it, though. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> I... You. <laughs> I I have not had bubble tea since 2018, so... That's crazy. And you didn't... You still haven't tried it. I'm gonna take Ella. I have actually we'll tried it. Things. It's just, like, I think I ordered the wrong thing. Yeah, and the one time she was gonna try it, they ran out of boba. Yeah, and so I was like, you know what? I think that's the universe telling me that I shouldn't have boba today. No, I'll bring you next week. Okay, fine. (laughs) After school starts. (laughs) All right, all right. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for this fabulous discussion, and I'm super excited and happy that we got to talk about all your amazing endeavors all around the world and it's been super fun so thank you thank you for having me good luck with the rest of the episodes yes thank you so much and thank you everyone for tuning in this has been episode three of the initiative podcast stay tuned for future episodes see ya yay yes that was good (laughs) i was just like sarah Go away. It's okay. I may or may not keep that in because that was pretty funny. (laughs) Do it. I dare you. Yeah. Okay.